Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by America's Choice Windows, where you'll get 10 windows for just $36.80. Cindy, how can I help you today? Yes, I have a question. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question about black mold. I have two places in my home where I've had water one from a roof leak and one from uh, a shower hole. Um, and one of them's on the ceiling in a room, and it's new. It's fairly recent. has some mold on the ceiling. And the shower, it just it's in a wall in a closet in, inside the wall. How I've, I've called some places, and I call one place that sells a chemical, I don't know if I can say it, get their name. I don't know if I can give their name. Yeah, go ahead. Here. Okay, it's Biocide, and they have several things you can. They have a, a mold bomb where you can put the mold bombs around the house and in the attic, and even in the return air conditioning duct, and get the you know any duct work that could have mold spores in it. Sure. And then they have a Biocide you can spray on it that'll kill it. And it's it's fairly expensive to, I mean, it's a lot cheaper to do it yourself and buy chemicals from them. But I uh, just wanted to know what you thought, how, what you would do if it were your house. Well, I think a lot of times people worry about the mold more than they need to because the thing that mold has to have in order to grow is moisture. So mm-hmm. if you got the roof leak fixed, if you had the leak in the shower fixed, those areas will dry out. The mold dries out. It's it's no longer going to be producing the spores and stuff. Are the spores still there, and can they start growing again the minute there's moisture? Absolutely. But honestly, since the beginning of time, there's been mold spores on everything. I know, I know. And and so yeah. don't don't lose a lot of sleep over that. Okay. Uh, where where this mold problem really became a huge issue was when when. Uh, we started having plumbing leaks and we started building homes with foam encapsulating the entire house. We added a moisture source that was consistent. We started having these mold issues. For the majority of us, it's not a problem. Again, once you got rid of the moisture source, you also got rid of the mold. Uh, And depending on how big the areas were that you had the mold growing really depends on is it a huge problem or not and in my mind what i'm picturing is you had a leak in the roof so you got a a spot in the ceiling that's maybe what six inches in diameter or so yeah that's it yeah nothing to worry about dry it out and and be done with it yeah the water's been erased from both of them uh so there's no more no more water causing any you know, problem right now. Sure. Now, how do I convince my daughter to come back into my house? <clears throat> she is terrified of mold. She won't bring her kids over. Is there a test I can do that would yes. improve my air quality? Absolutely. And I, and that's exactly what I would do. Uh, I would first, you know, get the, which you already did, get the moisture taken care of, clean the house up real good. And they actually have tests that you can pick up even at the box stores. Okay. And uh, there's a, a, a Petri dish in there that you would send off to the testing lab, and they'll tell you what kind of mold content you have, 
and how much, okay. if any. Uh, okay. So how how old are the grandkids? Well, they're under two to fourteen. Okay. And yeah. then I'm I'm about to move my mother in with me, and she's eighty eight. Okay. I'm worried about her too. But. Yeah. Uh, are you smelling? Are you smelling any uh, mold type smell in the house or anything? No, I'm not. Yeah, I I um, really seriously doubt that you're going to have an issue. But uh, the, to get that test done, it really isn't that much, and okay. that will answer all the questions, and then you can be done with it. Great. Okay. Well, you've been a tremendous help. Thank well, you so much. You bet, Cindy. You take care. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Is it true that a ductless split system is more efficient than the existing central air for home air conditioning? If so, will the ductless system work in a two-story home? Yes, on both questions. So, here's the deal. Your regular air conditioning systems, your duct-type air conditioning systems... You know, you can get the 16 sear, the 18, 20, up to like 21 sear. And I think they actually have one that's going a little beyond that now. Your ductless systems, they typically operate on a variable speed, but typically they're going to run somewhere between 31 and 36 sear rating. Much higher, much more efficient. But it is a different type of air conditioning. And by that I mean, you know, because you're asking, can you do it on a two-story? The difference is you will have a unit in each room, whether it's a cassette unit that's up in the ceiling or a head unit that's hanging on the wall. You have choices on what these units look like, but there's one in each room. The outside unit, depending on the unit you choose, can do one unit can do four, can do eight. Uh, and if you need more than that, they can daisy chain them together. If you have a large room, you don't need to add more units into that room. One will suffice for it. Uh, it's just a different way of cooling. Each room, and this makes it even more efficient for you, not just the sear rating, but each room can be set to a different temperature. So... And they got timers you can put on them and everything else. So, like at night, if, if my house is, I'm an empty nester now. Um, I've got uh, two kids in college right now. One has his own house. We don't need the whole house cooled anymore all night long. You can set it where you're just cooling the master bedroom, but the rest of the house can come on, or the rooms that you want to use, like the kitchen, eating area, breakfast area, whatever can come on in the morning time so it's nice and cooled down for you. You know, so just like you have a programmable thermostat for your regular AC system, you can have a programmable in each room to control that temperature. So it is a much more efficient way of heating and cooling your home, and absolutely you can do two stories. In fact, with the ductless systems, it's easier to do two-story because you're not trying to figure out how you're going to run all the duct to get into the second floor or to get down to the first floor all you're having to run is copper lines now one thing on a ductless system a lot of times people think oh it's going to be cheaper to install it is not it's not any cheaper to install it's just more efficient 
and typically a duct type or ductless system will last longer than a duct type system. The lifespan of a normal duct type air conditioning system, usually anything after like 11, 12 years, when you have issues, they start talking about replacement. It's not unusual to get 15 or 20 years out of it, but a, out of a ductless system, you're normally going to get 20 years easily out of them. So it does have a, so you'll pay a little bit more up front for it, but it has a much longer lifespan and a much better energy efficiency rating. Kyle, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. Um, yeah, I was uh, tuning into your show uh, occasionally on Saturdays, driving down the road, and um, kind of struck a chord. Maybe you can help us out. But my wife, uh, my wife and I just purchased a home in the North DFW area, and it backs up to a pretty, pretty major thoroughfare. Okay. Um, the going into this thing, the the noise from the road was my concern all along, um, and I'm. I went ahead and took the plunge, thinking I can figure out a solution, um, like the yard, like the area, like the neighborhood, the whole nine yards. But I'm not sure I, I could come up with the right solution to to relieve some of the the noise issue, interior okay. and exterior. Well, what do you have between you and the road? Uh, currently, it's a like an eight foot fence, probably a little a little higher than eight foot. Okay. I'd say eight six varies. Um, I think the the issue may be the the grade of the road um, is is essentially at the top of the fence. Oh, we okay. Kinda, so the road's quite sit, a bit higher. Yeah. We sit down in a little, somewhat of a little recessed bowl. Okay. And when it, when you say a, a major road, are we talking a, a freeway or is it like a four lane road? What are we talking about? It's a it's a six lane road. Um, speed limit's fifty five on it. Um, okay. Fairly significant traffic. Um, it obviously it's it's worse during certain times of the day. Sure. But uh, you know, at my whole initially my concern was outside. I like outside. We like the yard. Want my girls to be able to play outside. But now that we're in the process of moving in a, a, a fairly large empty home. It, it kind of resonates inside more than I initially thought. Sure. So I figured, well, maybe, maybe there's something we can do with the windows. I've, I've researched various solutions, and I figured, what the heck, maybe you can help us out. Yeah, and and how old a home is it? Uh, built in 99. Okay. There are some things that you can do to that will especially help on the inside versus the outside. For the inside of the home, one of the first things you can look at is, like you just mentioned, replacement windows. Uh, mm -hmm. That cuts noise dramatically. Um, and you don't necessarily have to do the entire house. Start, you know, If you want to start with the windows that face the road, that right. will make a huge difference in itself. Um, so you can call America's Choice Windows for that. Okay. The next thing that will help with the walls, by the way, America's Choice, uh, let me give you their phone number. 214-390-5598. Okay. Now, on the walls themselves, the house was probably built with fiberglass insulation. Mm -hmm. And the spray foam insulation, again, makes a huge difference on the noise. 
and I love right. spray foam insulation in the walls. I don't want to encapsulate the entire house. I just like it in the walls. Leave the fiberglass up in the attic so the house can still breathe. Um, there's a company called Foam My Walls. They at times can be a little difficult to get a hold of, but uh, give them a call and look at maybe putting foam in the walls. And it's denser, and it will, again, just unbelievable the noise difference that it can make uh, my parents had a house that there was a neighbor across the road that would work on hot rods at night mm-hmm. and so they were revving up the cars and stuff and we put the replacement windows and the foam insulation in the walls and you didn't hear it anymore hmm. and uh phone my walls number is 972 570 3626. Okay. Now, outside, since you're, you've already got an eight foot fence and the road is so high, about the only thing you're going to be able to do outside is some plants that will grow up higher than that. And, uh, you know, they make some evergreens that are, you know, they don't grow out, they, they, they stay fairly slender, but grow extremely mm-hmm. tall. And if you'll line the fence with that, that'll act as a sound barrier. It's not going to drop it a great deal, but it will definitely help drop it some. Uh, it would help even more if some of your neighbors did it, but at, at the very least, it'll it'll help a little bit on yours. Yeah, I think if we can lose the perception of the road being right behind us, I mean, yeah. just from the standpoint that you can see the cars flash by, it's, it's, there's fairly dense trees in the back. Um Okay, and, and I, I'm throwing this out just out of sheer curiosity. Um, have you ever ha- have you ever experienced the community that engaged uh, the a local municipality, an entity like Textot or something like that that was able to help pitch in and and, and build a sound wall? Absolutely, and they surprisingly enough. What you'll have to do in order to make that happen, we'll actually have a, a sound study done, which TechStop mm-hmm. will do if there's enough complaints. But uh, if the sound is hitting certain decibels, you know, getting too noisy, they will come in and build the walls. But you're talking a process that is going to take years to get done. Right. And and ideally, you know, it's an older community. The road was widened maybe three or four years ago. Ideally, TxDOT does it at the time, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but there are subdivisions along that, that corridor that, that have a, a TxDOT sound wall. Yep. So, and, uh, you know, and those things actually work very good. Yes. I, I've yep. worked on a couple of them, and, uh, the, you know, the way they shape them and everything is to refl- reflect the sound and keep it from coming into the yard, it reflects everything up and back over to the road itself. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping I can muster enough community. I, I work for a contractor that does work for TxDOT and NTTA and, and all those folks. So I, as far as the building portion of it, I think it's it's feasible given the layout of where the neighborhood's at. Um, yeah. I've never really engaged somebody like that, TxDOT, or, you know, petitioned somebody, I guess, to... Well, the, fir- the first thing I would tell you to do then is take a look at the TxDOT requirements as far as the decibels. How many decibels of sound mm-hmm. uh, do they require before they'll look at putting in a wall? And then and get a sound, like yeah, get a sound study done. Would that would that generally be on our our dime to 
so you have the sound study performed or is that if you want to speed up the process it would be if if you okay. don't mind taking years and years to get it done then you can have them do it but uh oh yeah i know how fast those guys work yeah so, um what, what do you think what do you generally what do you think a cost would be on a sound study and i know we're getting in left field here but you know th- there's machines now that you could probably if if you can find the right place can probably even rent one to to uh find out for yourself and i i wouldn't do a full blown written study i would personally mm-hmm. just want to find out what the decibels are because if you if you're not going above what uh, text dot requires you're going to be oh yeah i'm fighting an uphill battle and yeah I, I that was nicer than what i had low. taken in my head so uh Seven yeah you dba does that sound I'm sorry. Reasonable 70, 70 dBAs or 70 decibels, however that however that's measured. Yeah, it, it it's decibels, and um, I I just don't know what their study comes or what they what their requirements are. I got you. Well, no, I, I I appreciate it. I mean, if nothing else, you've been encouraging. There's a couple solutions, and you know, it's not out out of the world to yeah. maybe think that. TechStock could do something like that. So the obvious solution was to not buy the house, right? <laughs> but <laughs> the better half won that one. So at any rate, well, I certainly appreciate your time. And hey, as long as she's happy there, you can get used to it. <laughs> There's the peace and quiet that I need, right? Yeah, that's it. So, all right. Well, Mr. Dutton, I certainly appreciate you. You bet, Kyle. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Arthur, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm better than I deserve. Let me tell you why I'm calling. I have two hunter, original Hunter fans that are on my uh, covered patio outside. Okay. When I, I ordered these things, I don't know, about five or six years ago, and they were specially made for outside, you know, the humidity, the stainless steel guts and all that good stuff. Very expensive fans. Well, the other day I went out, and one of the fans wasn't turning. So I got up on my ladder, and, you know, the power was running to it and everything. You can hear the hum coming from the motor, but nothing turns. Yep. Now, the motor has a lifetime warranty. The problem is I can't find the receipt. And when I called Hunter, uh, you know, I put on hold and whatnot. One of the things they wanted was a receipt, uh, I guess, in order to to uh, take care of the warranty work. Now, here's my, my, my question. Can I or would you advise spraying any type of an electrical cleaner in that up in that motor? Maybe there is. I don't know if the brushes are dirty. I don't know if you know there's oil that got in there. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. Now I'm going to shut up and listen. Well, if you were going to get it covered under warranty, I I would advise against doing that. However, if you're not going to be able to find the receipt and they're not going to be willing to cover it by warranty because you don't have a receipt, what do you got to lose? Okay. Okay. What I don't think I don't like? think it'll fix it, okay. but I, I don't, I you know. Well, if it's humming and it's just not turning, yeah. it's obvious that the motor's trying to come on, and it, so it can be a number of things. Um, you know, one of the things on on ceiling fans that sometimes it can be is they have that variable speed adjustment on them, uh-huh. and if that adjuster goes out of goes out. And it goes down to just the the minimum. Sometimes that's not enough to get it started. 
Is that something I can do? Is that, I mean, will I have to remove the fan or to get to that? I mean, because I have no idea where that's at on the different fans. But one way you can tell if that's what it is, when this fan is buzzing, just give it a, a, a spin by hand to get, to help it get started. If that's what if it's just that switch, the the adjustment switch that's out, then the fan would continue spinning. Okay. I but also read that there it could be a capacitor that those it, Exactly. It can be a capacitor. There's several things it can be. The unfortunate thing is there's nobody that I know of that works on ceiling fans because everybody looks at them as a throwaway. Okay. These are six hundred dollar fans, so they're not yep. throwaways. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, you may want to check with uh, with Hunter if they've okay. got any repair shops. Even though you okay. don't have the receipt, they may have a shop that you can talk with that uh, can can do repair work on it. Okay, I'll do that. I'll keep trying to get in touch with them. I wasn't able to speak with anyone. It was just the you know the put you on hold and then they yeah. you know the automated thing. You know. Do you happen to remember where you bought them from? I ordered them from Hunter. These, these were ordered straight from Hunter, hmm. their website. Okay. So you probably would have used a credit card then. Can you, by chance, go back and trace it on the credit card? No, I never thought of that. That's why I called. Thank <laughs> you. so. <laughs> thank you so much. I love your show. Thank you, sir. Take yes, care. Sir. Have a good day and stay cool. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Douglas, this is Jim. How can I help you? How you doing, Mr. Dutton? Wonderful. Um, I'm actually calling just to kind of make a comment. Uh, I'm an HVAC technician in the Houston area, uh-huh. and I can't tell you how many homes I've been to in the last actual month and a half that, you know, I go to the home and the, the air conditioner is so filthy, condenser yep. fan motor's gone, burn it up, you know, and, you know, I can't impress upon people enough. You know, you got to clean these things. They've got to be maintenance. you got to check them out once a year. And really the big thing that's bothering me right now is I've gone to a lot of homes where there's elderly people in the home, and they have children who are old enough to understand, hey, mom needs to have this stuff looked at, and they're just not doing it. And, and you know, I've, I've, I went to a lady's home yesterday in Pasadena, and it was just it was ridiculous. I did all I could to get the thing working. Ladies on a fixed income, you know, and but there's only so much you can do. Yeah. You know, at, at that point, and just... I just kind of wanted to impress upon the listeners today that, you know, you guys got to take care of these things, man. These, these, you know, it's a large lump sum of money you got to pay for these things. They got to work. I mean, it's too hot here for people, and you, I mean, you just got to take care of them. And and it's it's a machine. It needs maintenance. Exactly. And and just I mean, I like I said, I don't know how many times in the last, you know, month and a half I've seen these things, and and they're just people aren't taking care of them, and they just not grasping the concept that, you know, they got to be clean. They're not going to work if they're not clean. Yep. But no that, no question about it. I just, I just pretty much why I call it. I just, you know, it just, it's really starting to bother me because I see a lot of elderly people lately that their families just are not taking care of those things for them. And yeah. they don't know how to do it. You know, they don't know how to do it. But that's why I was calling. Okay. Just you're trying to get on my soapbox, I guess, today. No problem, Douglas. <laughs> you take care. All right, care. sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Again, our number is 713-212-5874, and he is correct. Change 
the biggest thing you can do, change your filter every month if it's a one-inch filter. That in itself goes a long way towards taking care of those machines. But they do need to be inspected and maintained. Just like you take your car into a shop, your AC needs to be checked out as well. We had a new AC unit put in the attic. And where the new unit joins with the main duct, it leaks water from the bottom of the seal. The seal was done with what looks like a tape and compound mixture. When I feel the bottom corner of the seam, it's wet. So I'm worried we're going to get moisture in the duct instead of draining out the main condensate drain line. The drain line is at the other end of the new section opposite of the leak. Also another question, in a condensate drain line, they put a T in the PVC to vent to atmosphere. So now there's cold air blowing from there into the attic. Should I stop that by capping it? Thanks. This comes from Mickey and Mickey. Let's start with the leak first. It should not be doing that, and you are correct. It is a tape and a putty-type mixture. They call it Pookie. I don't know how they came up with that name, but that's what the AC guys call it. But it should be a metal, aluminum, silver-looking tape that's on there, and then they smear that compound over it. For the water to be draining the way you're saying, and it's coming out into the... Uh, where the ductwork's going out, the AC unit must not be leveled properly. And so the water's flowing out in that direction. So definitely get the installers back over there. It should be nothing more than them having to level it up. More than likely that's going to take care of the problem. That seal area there is probably going to have to be checked because it more than likely got some of the insulation around the ductwork or the plenum box wet, which is no big deal to, you know, remove the wet, replace it, and fix it up. I mean, that, that shouldn't be any big deal, but you'll definitely want to get that checked out. As far as the T, that is supposed to be there, and it is supposed to be an open cap like that. There's two purposes for that T. One, the drains are uh, air-gapped so that you know you, there, there is no backflow up into the unit. Uh, but what the main purpose of the T is, you can dump bleach down in there every several months in order to keep mold and mildews from growing in the pipe. Because when the AC is running, you've got a constant little water trickle going through there. Well, that can tend to allow, allow things to grow that we don't necessarily want growing in our ductwork, or I shouldn't say ductwork, in our AC stuff. But more importantly... If it's allowed to grow in that drain pipe, it'll plug it, and it'll start backing up. Then you go into that secondary drain, which it sounds like is being utilized right now because of the unit not being level. You can cap it if you want. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, there's really no reason you're going to still feel a little cool air come out because it, it should be a gap there. And that also allows, just like a straw, it allows it to vent so that the water will flow without backing up. So if it was mine, I'd leave it open, but I definitely would get the installer back out there and let's get this thing corrected. It definitely should not be doing that. Do I have to level the house before I replace the roof? 
Well, this is one of those questions where if we were able to talk back and forth. My first question would be, how much out of level is the house? If it's only, you know, inch and a half, two inches, even three inches, I would say no. You can do the roof and then level the house later. However, depending on once it gets past three inches, depending on how the settlement is, you know, if it's even slope across the house, you can go eight inches if you want. If it's just a corner that's down and it's only down, say, four inches and you lift up that corner, if you've put a new roof on, it can buckle it a little bit. So it's really going to depend on how much the house is down and how the house is down. I will tell you in general, most of the time, my answer is you can do the roof first if you want. Just be prepared. It may buckle a little bit. And quite frankly, even if it does buckle just a little bit, a lot of times when it gets hot out, like it is, well, like it was yesterday, the heat will lay it down flat. But if you get up into the five, six inches out of level, it will not. Once you hit those kind of numbers, it will definitely buckle that roof and it will not lay it back down. So at that point, you would want to do the foundation first, then the roof. So it's again, it's going to just depend on how far out of level the home is. Um, if you don't want to take any chances with it, you'll level the house first. But in general, I always, and I, I own a foundation repair company, do us foundation repair, but in general, I understand you got to keep the house dry. Nothing tears your house up faster than water does. And a leaking roof ruins not only the insulation, but it can cause the plywood to start to rot. It can mess up your sheetrock. It just it can become really damaging to a house quickly. So if you're having a leak, you need to get that taken care of. Uh, keep in mind, though, if you ever go to sell the house, got to have that foundation done in order to sell it. So it, it's kind of a catch-22, but again, it all comes down to how far out of level. Josh, how can I help you today? Yes, sir. So um, I, I'm wanting to extend my patio. I got uh, over towards the fence in the backyard uh -huh. and uh, to kind of have a space to where I could, you know, put my grill and different stuff like that. Um, right now, it's just a basically just where the grass at the runoff from rain it just ran down like the hill of my the side of the house so it's it's just dirt right now so i didn't know if i was gonna extend the concrete would it be better i guess to build that dirt back up to even it out with the you know with the ground that's right next to the the concrete patio that's already there or could i just i mean obviously i probably have to get somebody in to do it but i didn't know if there was different ways to do it whenever you have a slanted side yard kind of uh, against the fence well, it, if you're going to tie into the existing patio, you're going to yes, want, you want to come down four inches from the surface of the patio because it's just going to be flat work that's going to be four inches thick. So if your ground is washed away enough, you may not have to do a lot of digging. Uh, on the other side, it sounds like you've got a, a pretty good slope coming away from your patio. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, on the other side, if you do have to dig next to the patio, you can put that dirt over on the other side to pile it up and just have like an inch or two slope on the concrete surface. And then on the outer edge, you'll have a concrete beam that will be poured at the same time. So you'll have to set forms over there and okay. fill it in to where you've got a beam 
on the outside edge and then just four inches of concrete on the rest of it. Use number three rebar, no wire mesh. That wire mesh is always in the bottom and it's useless to you. Number three rebar in the middle of the concrete and you'll have a, a, a good, strong concrete job that'll last you for years. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'm out here running AC service calls today, so hello to all the AC guys and stay hydrated, man. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Oh, stay out of the attic as much as you can. Yes, sir. Have a good day. <laughs> Take care, Josh. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.